0: I 100 pounds 200 pounds 300 pounds 400 pounds fat girl did hold it down pick it up and then it down pounds fat girl did hold it down pick it up and then trap it down it down it down pick it up and then
1: it
0: down hello and welcome to episode 21 of Black Girl Squee. We are finally legal, and it's okay to buy us drinks. Um, I'll take a rum and coke right now, because technical difficulties yeah. have been pissing me off. Anyway, yes. episode 21 of Black Girl Squee, where we celebrate black girl magic with a squee! the moly I know <laughs> uh, that is Inda Lauren and I am Dee, Dee also known as Dust Daughter and um, you can contact us both on Twitter at BlackGirlSquee. Inda is at Inda's corner and I am at Dust Daughter uh, just newly unlocked for your following pleasure. <laughs> Um, but if you're spam, I will block you with the quickness. Just know that. Tumblr is, uh, blackgirlsquee.tumblr.com and email is blackgirlsquee at gmail.com. Uh, we're also on iTunes if you want to write a review, um, that we can read on the show Uh, nobody has this week so we're just going to move on to our um, regular segments Uh, but first we want to let you know our spoiler policy um, and that is that we spoil shit Um, we especially spoil how to get away with murder when it's on Um, we've started spoiling underground but um, we're going to postpone that for um, an episode. Uh, we also cuss a lot and we talk about yes. Um Our most popular segment is pretty much all about dick, so yeah. that's your warning. Uh, so now to get into our squee-worthy news. First, um, squee-worthy news is that Tessa Thompson is going to be the new female lead in Thor 3, um, also known as uh, Thor Ragnarok. She is rumored to play a superhero called Valkyrie that uh, hooks up with Thor. So, and she's in a multi-picture deal with Marvel, so she's going to end up in other. Um, movies, so they can't kill her,
1: right? Hey. <laughs> right? Well,
2: they're not supposed to be able to. Let's hope because
0: uh, they'll try. Ugh. They'll try. Yeah, and and make it okay by resurrecting her or something like that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but,
2: know. yeah. Let's not. Let's not do that. That's lazy. Let's not do that.
0: But it. This is one of the few women of color in. The Marvel Cinematic Universe on the big screen, and maybe the first actual black woman. So, uh,
2: yeah, I think, I think
0: so. so. So, to Tessa Thompson, we give a squeeze! Woo! And, um, you know, just a protective prayer circle because the fandom is going to get real shitty. Yes. In three, two, one now. Yeah. So um we also want to uh shout out Carrie Washington, uh who just um starred as Anita Hill in HBO's Confirmation, which is a uh T V movie that she executive produced. Um the reviews have been mixed, um, but she's gotten a lot of love from fellow actors on Twitter. Yes. And um, it's a story that needed to get out there. So,
2: Yeah, and Black Twitter has actually also been really behind her and really behind this project, too. I mean, I didn't see anything other than glowing, you know, reviews. And also... Resurrection of that whole discussion of sexual harassment that that Anita Hill, you know, brought to the forefront twenty years, twenty five years ago.
0: Yeah, wow. and the yeah, and the whole issue of you know ignoring and causing yeah. a black woman to swallow their pain for the benefit yes. of a black man.
2: So yes, exactly.
0: That got that got a, fired up all over again, and it needed to, frankly, because um, it happened again with Bill Cosby, but whatever. yes, um, So Carrie, um, and she actually, what I was looking forward to most of all was the press tour, because she makes it a point to mention the intersectionality of race and gender Yes, that... Um, she had to work through um at the time when this was really happening Mm -hmm. and that you know she tried to uh portray in the movie so just kudos to her whatever you think of the movie just kudos for the conversation that she's bringing up
2: yes and i also want to say carrie produced this film herself Mm She is the producer of this film so black women going out there making our own stuff when we can, I'm glad she had access.
0: Yeah. They always say, we oh, well make your own. We did, motherfucker. Yep.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: So to Carrie Washington we give a huge
1: Sweet!
0: Congratulations, Carrie.
2: Okay. Uh in more squee worthy news. Nicole Beharie is set to star in the remake of Jacob's Ladder with Michael Ealy and Jesse Williams. Good God, the fun in that film. Uh, <laughs> uh, said Ealy is going to be the executive producer of it, and... Um, Yeah, they said, Jacob's Ladder is a cult classic, and we haven't seen anything like it on screen since its release. And we certainly haven't seen characters that look like us at the center of a modern psychological thriller, which is what Jesse Williams said. And they're set to um, begin filming this summer, and I actually remember Jacob's Ladder from back in the day, and it is kind of one of those things. It, It will creep you out. But it's, it's, it was good, and I, I really can't wait to see what these actors are going to do with it. Cause, I mean, this is some, um, yeah, these are three really good, you no, know, really good actors here and uh, with Jesse Williams behind it. Um, I have a good feeling about this one.
0: And Michael Ealy has been wanting to work with Nicole Beharie since um, he was cast on Almost Human, so mm. he finally gets to do it. He loved her.
1: Uh, He loved her
0: quirkiness. Yeah, he (laughs) loved her quirkiness on um, Sleepy Hollow, and uh, Uh. he's always wanted to work with her. So,
2: all right, Michael. Yay, Yay. baby! I'm so glad she got something. I know, so glad she got something so soon after that whole fiasco because she got done dirty.
0: Yep, fuck Sleepy Hollow. Yep, forever. Yep. Um. And in other news, other media news, Melissa Harris Perry becomes the newest editor at large for L dot com. So which is interesting because L has L magazine has had a up and down uh yes. relationship with black women. Um that whole fuckery about um uh that op-ed piece about black girl magic when you have Viola and Taraji on the cover yes was just um a bait and switch move um uh i mean recently they've had uh, Beyonce on the cover with an interview um where she talked about um police harassment and uh uh just talking about race uh, inner music now and um, uh, yeah. um, Melissa says that joining L is an opportunity to, to combine my expertise as a scholar, my commitments as a public intellectual and my interests as a woman politics, economics and inequality will be important to the stories we tell but so too will culture, community family and even fashion I'm thrilled to tell my loyal television audience where they can find me and to introduce myself to brand new audiences all while telling the stories of extraordinary women and girls. So, um did you catch the shade in there? My yeah. loyal television <laughs> yep. audience. Where yep. they can find me. If there's anything this is I another- like about her. It's that, yeah. She a PhD, she know how to she know how to couch the shade. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um so yeah, um this is another black woman that got done dirty by uh, a television network. Um and it's nice to see her rise up from that and uh, you know, still throw shade <laughs> yep. at her previous employer. Um, cuz she didn't sign the NDA. <laughs> no. <Nope>. So <laughs> she go she go she go um, drop these bombs whenever and wherever she wants to. And I'm here for it. Yep. <laughs> so um, you know, I guess this is uh this is trying to make up for, you know, the faux pas of the past. Uh, they say that Harris Perry will focus on the intersection of race, gender, politics, and yes, even fashion. Telling the often overlooked stories of women and girls of color right here on l.com Good. All right. <laughs> All right. Yep. yep. So okay. to Melissa Harris-Perry, we give a... Sweet! <laughs> All right. All right.
2: And other news, uh, Nicanoni Rose is set to star in the BET scripted uh, pilot called The Yard. She is a Tony Award-winning actress, and she's also set to um, appear in the reboot of Roots as Kizzy. I remember that. And the film The Yard is set in Atlanta. and takes place on the campus of the fictional Georgia A&M College. Her character is named Eva, and she's the newly elected president of the college, and she discovers a bold and diverse freshman class that is sure to keep her attention. And Jasmine Guy is also in this, too. (laughs) Oh, my God, she's going Uh back to another college drama. All right. There's also Ruben Santiago Hudson. I love him, because if you remember Lackawanna Blues, he wrote that it was about his his family. And Peyton Alex Smith is also in it.
1: So, all right. right.
0: Sounds good. So, um, and I just always loved Anika. Um, yeah. I really loved her in uh, Number One Ladies yes.
2: Oh, I wish that show stayed on longer.
0: Oh, that show was so good. Um, yep. So, to Anika, um, although we don't need roots, too. Yeah, exactly. We have Underground, but, you know, <laughs> get them checks, girl. All so, right. to Anika, <laughs> we give a huge... Sk- Um, TheRoot.com uh, did a piece on Beyonce's new athleisure Leisure uh, fashion uh, fashion line. Um, their article was called "With No Plus Sizes, Can Big Girls Get in Formation with Beyonce's Ivy Park?"
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So um ac- according to the article, uh the new athleisure line stops at a size fourteen. Yeah, that is an issue. That that that, that, that that's a problem. Um because that's where the the size of the average American woman
1: starts. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: So <laughs>
2: and i'm I'm a bit surprised too, because one thing that one of the things that people always credit beyonce for is having a diverse body size in her lineup with um especially like on her stage shows. I mean, I don't know I've actually never really seen any of them, but I mean they yeah, women do seem to be bigger than a size six, but I don't know if they actually got she got past you know the fourteen there, so. I was uh, I was a little surprised to to see that.
0: Yeah, and I mean, if she wants to make money, exactly, which she's which it sounds like she's interested in. Yeah, um, yeah. you need to you need to uh, widen that out, um, and be more inclusive. So, um, yeah, maybe. I mean. That the um bra company Nubian skin they also didn't start out yeah. um including plus sizes, and then they eventually got around to it, I think yeah. um could be wrong about that um maybe our guest will uh enlighten us about that um once we get to her um but uh still, this is a bad look um so <laughs> To, I I don't know. What's the opposite of squee? We can't give a squee to this. <laughs> well, we can
2: just acknowledge that. Yeah, you know, yeah, this it's is got happening. some work to do. Yeah, there's some work to do. So you know, we'll we'll see how this works out. Okay, uh, unless you have been under a rock for the past few days, well, you've missed a lot. If you have, um, Harriet Tubman. It was announced that Harriet Tubman will be on the front of the $20 bill. Now, uh, that actually came to light uh, a few days ago, but it's they're not completely replacing Andrew Jackson. He's just being moved to the back, and Harriet Tubman will be in the front. Uh, they're also mm. making changes to like the $5 and $10 bills. And they're going to put women and some civil rights leaders on the money and just have to add that note that they decided to keep Alexander Hamilton on the ten. Because, hey, the musical just made him popular for some reason. But I do have to say I'm one of the people who has mixed feelings about it. Because, you know, I'm like, coming from an anti-capitalist standpoint, it's, you know, you kind of have to question that. But it's like, still, I would much rather see her than Andrew Jackson. And also, think about how... (laughs) <laughs> well How some people have to feel When they take out a 20 and See her face on it I mean because I'm petty And that just kind of Makes me smile a bit like the Grinch uh,
0: But Hey like somebody on Twitter said It makes racists mad That that yeah. it's yeah. worth it alone Yeah But um, also people are trying to
2: find out Who Harriet Tubman is again now So I mean I'm like Hopefully they will see, you know, she's much more than, you know, just this uh former slave. She is a, she was a complete badass. I mean, that woman was a badass and she makes all your favorite, you know, uh early feminist, you know, look like toddlers. She was
1: hardcore.
0: Yeah. Um she was about it, about it. And um also, I figure, yeah, I figure out of all these people, I mean, it's a, it's been way past time for, you know, some of the people who actually built this country to be on yes. the money. Yes. So, you know, I had mixed feelings too, but I was like, our, an- our ancestors built this country. We should be on the money.
1: Yeah. We
0: should be on a lot of things. Yep. We should be getting the money too, but anyway. Um. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, thank you. Exactly. Exactly.
0: <laughs> Reparations in this bitch, but um, <laughs> yeah.
2: That's yeah, I'm, another
0: I'm, discussion.
2: I'm, I'm kind of laughing with, with people who are talking about they going to the bank now. Give me all Tubmans. <laughs> and, you know, that's right. The memes and I'm the all gifts. All about the
0: Tubmans. <laughs>
2: The memes and the gifts have just been priceless. I've just been laughing my head off at it because my they, folks are awesome. They
0: put the cry, yeah, they put the cry in Jordan <laughs> face. On no, Andrew, Jackson Andrew Jackson on the 20. <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all ain't shit. <laughs> he never should have given us Photoshop. Chill. I know.
2: <laughs> the lack of chill is beautiful, though. <laughs> it's beautiful.
0: But yeah, okay. Them. all right yeah, i'm all about them tubmans um yeah they might not be in circulation until 2030 but i know right i want them tubmans give me yeah. the tubmans like now I'm trying to get my pup my whole paycheck
2: yeah we're gonna in tubmans <laughs> we're gonna find jackie harris uh, hookup she said they can have them done <laughs> they could have them done half an hour
0: i <laughs> mean <Honey. laughs> King goes twenty don't count, do they? <laughs> Unless you got the somebody who got some printing printing bricks from the from the mint or about something. Right. Anyway, yeah. anyway, we need to yeah, we need to get in her DMs about that. Yep. <laughs> so to Harriet, we give a huge. S- sque- <laughs> it's sad that people have to Google her. Because that just shows how bad the history.
2: How do you not learn about that? History. Not even school. in Black
0: History Month.
2: I know. <laughs> what are they teaching
0: kids in school these days? Oh, uh, a handful of black men. Oh. And that's it. You know how they do. Anyway, um, <laughs> last note is. Uh, Doctor Who Doctor Who has a new uh, companion, and she's black. Uh, her name is Pearl Mackie. She's an actress from Brixton, South London. Uh, she recently worked at the National Theatre. Um, she also sings and speaks French and Spanish. So um, she recently, you know, there was, um, you know, you know they always have a uh, big. Uh, there's a lot of uh discussion about who the new companion is going to be. Mm-hmm. So um people were, follow, you know, following her Twitter um and making sure they uh kept track of who she followed and she recently followed Freema Adgemand and oh. um and Jenna Coleman um who were previous companions of the doctor. So um <laughs> they they were like it's her. <laughs> and they were right, so she will be on the latest adventures with Peter Capaldi, and um, sadly, I will not be watching. But um, <laughs> yeah, kudos but to her, get that check.
2: Yeah, we will extend our prayer circles around you. F- you know, for the fandoms, you are in yeah, our prayers. An-
0: yeah, that's another uh, fucked-up racist fandom. Um, yes, but to Pearl Mackie, uh Squeeze me. <laughs> and now, uh, the moment of truth, the greatest moment of this episode. <laughs> Our guest is Ariel, a.k.a. Kiddo True, one half of Bad Fat Broads. Ariel is an amateur sociologist, <laughs> a fat activist, sometimes fashion fat chinista, and constant complainer who can <laughs> usually be found yelling on Twitter as kiddo true. Uh, welcome to the show,
1: Ariel. Hey. Hi, Hi. Ariel. <laughs> <laughs> Been so I quiet. Okay. I've been just, um, I've been I'm just like squeak. <laughs> <I'm> like,
0: squeak! <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, yeah. So um, just a few demographic questions. Um, where I from? am
3: from. Well, I live in Dallas, Texas. I'm tex- technically from small town, like way out in the country, like hillbilly Texas. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that by way of, I spent a few years in the Midwest outside of Chicago, but Dallas, Texas is home.
0: All right. And, um, you, your, your bio mentions unused degrees. <laughs> so what, what, tell us about your unused um, degree. I
3: have a degree in sociology that I have hey. yet to have used, um, I have never had a well I won't say never but I've never had a job in my field I've never really done like uh, traditional full-time employment either I don't know how that's happened mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> uh
2: well yeah these days yeah
0: <laughs> it's hard it is.
3: Yeah. it is
0: It is. and even even then even in, even when you're full-time uh, they don't want to pay uh, you like uh, it so exactly um but yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so, did you hear our um, our discussion about the Ivy Park line? Uh, have you heard anything about that? And uh, or the Nubian Skin line? Did they ever stretch out to um, plus um, size? They
3: eventually. At well, the big thing is they are doing a plus size hosiery line, which is cool but weird. Like, they expanded their band sizes. What hmm? about these jeans, Exactly. They expanded the band sizes. It's still not enough to cover. Like, it's not going to be a viable replacement for someone who, like, shop- has to shop at Lane Bryant. Because the- I think the band sizes top out at, like, a 42, which isn't really that big. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's nope. just weird. Instead of extending the band sizes further, they make pantyhose for plus-size women? Which, I mean, again, it's cool. There are women who want pantyhose, but I'd rather have a bra. So. Yeah, I was just thinking, what about bra sizes, um,
0: though? Yeah, I can't put, I can't put pantyhose no. on my teeth. I mean,
3: I, I've tried <laughs> to make a sexy body stocking, but. <laughs> it don't work. It don't look. One in each leg. But, uh. Oh. <laughs> And I'll take that visual and run with it. But, um, <laughs> um, it, yeah, I just, I, I, we get the whole they're a small business thing a lot. And so I'm trying to be patient. But they are catering to that customer. And, and no one else who makes bras and plus sizes has really tried to fill that gap, which I also find really odd.
2: Yeah, I'm like, there's a whole very large population of people who would definitely be interested and have a need, you know, for oh, these products. Right. Like,
3: Market. Yeah. Thank you. And then, I guess, the Ivy Park thing. Huh? Oh, boy. Um, It is well <laughs> documented that I am not a fan of active wear as fashion, but not everything has – I, I, don't, I don't get it, but it's not – it's fine. There are people who are genuinely upset and feel left out, and they have every right to be because it – mm-hmm. I think my biggest problem is that she's positioning the clothing line as a celebration of every woman. Like, that's a direct quote from an interview, and it's uh, – you're not uh, celebrating every woman. You're not even celebrating a significant porp- population of women. And the other thing that's really confusing mm-hmm. is the clothing line was developed in conjunction with Topshop, which is part of, like, a whole family of brands in the UK. And Topshop's mm-hmm. parent company has a plus-size company in, you know, it's like a sister shop. In fact, there's two shops that are sisters with Topshop that both have plus-sizes. And so I'm just not understanding why because the infrastructure was there, the money was there, why that choice was made to not include plus sizes. It's just, like you said, not a good look.
0: You stop where, I mean, your average woman starts right. at a 14 mm-hmm. and right. goes up from there. So to stop, for it to top out at 14 is just... It's, you're cutting yourself out of a lot of profits and you're not, you're just um, alienating a whole bunch of people. So that want to give you money. This is wild. Yeah. So, boo to that. Anyway, Uh, where, uh, where do you feel at home online? As you mentioned on your show, Bad Fat Broads, uh, that um, there aren't very many spaces where you do feel at <laughs> home. like you don't feel very at home on black Twitter. I don't I
3: don't because like everything will you know be okay, and then suddenly you'll see something that reminds you, oh, I'm not exactly wanted here, but where I feel at home a long time ago, I'm gonna re- kind of age myself a little bit. I used to feel very at home on live journal. <laughs>
1: <Okay>. <laughs> um,
3: that was that was a big place for me it's twitter now twitter is where i ended up finding uh-huh. people from live journal on twitter and i found more people so that is my home yep. now and it's just this weird place it's it's not necessarily black twitter it's not fat girl twitter it's it's Awesome people Twitter. That sounds very all lives matter of me, but that's not the
0: intent. <laughs> you've found you've kind of, it's your yeah. fan family, I guess. Yeah. In a way. Okay. Um, so it's not a an organized community. It's just a group of people that you feel safe with. Yeah. Yeah,
3: and, and the thing is, not even all of those people look like me or experience the same things that I do, but we all get it, if that makes sense.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. So how did you go about finding this this group? Did you have to sort of build it on your own, or you just followed people from LJ? It was a, it's or- a combination
3: of a few things. I followed people from Life Journal. That was one. Um, when I first got on Twitter, plus size blogging was still like a really new thing. And so there was this massive explosion of plus size bloggers. And so I pretty much followed everybody I could. And Mm -hmm. that's obviously still going. It's not like it, it's not like it was back then, but a lot of those people stayed or either they shifted their personal politics or whatever. (laughs) And then I guess the third piece is just me talking and then people finding me.
0: So, so when you when you did that mad sort of following rush, did you have to sort of weed out after that? After you found out, found some people whose politics were a little bit.
3: Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm still having to like unfollow people. I mean, to this day, and I mean, this has Mm. been what? It's 2016. I would say probably a good four or five years of this. And just, you know, I'll still every now and then find someone like, oh, something happened. And we are not on the same page anymore. And it's not that I have the expectation that everyone agree with me on everything. But Mm
1: -hmm.
3: more often than not, for whatever reason, in plus size fashion blogging, when someone does the 180, it's not just a personal 180. It's a 180 of... I was unhappy and you're all unhappy and you're all lying to yourselves. So I don't know what that's about. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: But yeah, I don't have time to figure it out. Basically.
1: basically. (laughs)
0: Um, So, so do you have any advice or, you know, for people who are, looking for safe spaces of their own or they um, are trying to create safe spaces for themselves online? Or? It
3: is. It's hard. I know that's not like the fun answer. Um, <laughs> no, it, can, it true. It can be hard to create. It's not, I would say it's not so much creating the safe space, but maybe enforcing that safe space sometimes. Um, you mm-hmm. get a lot of pushback. From people who want to come in and dictate what you can and cannot do in your safe space that you've created. Um, mm-hmm. But talking, unfortunately, it feels like the only way to really do it now is to just, like, put yourself out there. Like, sometimes you can, like, find one person, and then you'll fall down the rabbit hole and find a bunch of people. But mm-hmm. I wish mm-hmm. there was just, like, a database or something, but it's not. <laughs> <sighs>
1: I I wish wish. It's not like it
3: used to be Like a live journal Well, even live journal Like I'm thinking of The fashionista community Even that was not a guarantee That everybody there You know It wasn't necessarily A safe space But it was a good Starting point
0: Yeah And a lot of You know A lot of People from LJ If they're not on Twitter They're um, On Tumblr Or Facebook Mm -hmm. And stuff like that So It's all scattered um uh So what do you, what has media taught you about fat women, fat black women and
3: pleasure? <laughs> 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 oh, wow. Uh, oh boy. There are this is going to be good. Answer number 1. It does not Ooh. exist. Answer number wow. 2. It is a joke. Answer Answer number three, it is gross. Those are the messages, like that you get from mainstream media about fat black women and pleasure, and it's really sad. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of space I'm trying to like grasp at anything. And I'm thinking, like, of Gabriel City-based character on Empire. Yes,
2: yes. yes.
3: I was mm-hmm. That's probably that. the that actual is- show did a really, really good job with that. Really job. But people at home ran with it, and it's just like, yes. And it was so, like, not good.
0: Yeah, Black yeah. Twitter. Black Twitter yeah. got really unsafe. Yeah, the audience. For me, as a fat black woman, yeah, the, um, the audience when that response came out. to that was
2: appalling. It was just appalling that response to that. And I mean, and I'm just sitting there like, okay, so what's wrong with it? You know what? What wrong? What, what is exactly wrong with what you just saw here, and why does it make you uncomfortable?
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember seeing something about, you know, memes about the the tax refund check is coming, or just, but beyond that, I'm just trying to think about, you know, there's like on the Parkers where, um, Monique's character chased after that man forever and ever.
0: Mm. Oh, yeah. And
3: it was Mm -hmm. played for laughs. Um, I mean, I... The other thing is, I can't even, like, think of, like, fat black women on TV that aren't matronly. So then that puts yeah, them in a position yeah. of, you know, not getting pleasure. Because I'm defining pleasure as sex in this case. I know that's a very one-dimensional view. But, like, I, I'm kind
0: of like, I'm cool with it. Yeah, because I'm not
3: <laughs> pleasure. Yeah. But I just... <laughs> Well, yeah,
2: I mean, a lot of it is, you know, based on sexual pleasure. I mean, there definitely are other types of pleasure, but I do think it's important we need to talk about different types of black women and how sexual pleasure is uh, represented and how it's perceived, you know, for all of us. Like you said, just it's non-existent for
3: Yeah, or like, I'm thinking of like Eddie Murphy dressing up as fat black women. Yes. And it, the oh god. Or Tyler Perry. I think Martin Lawrence did it too, right? Oh yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Big Mama's house.
3: Yep. And so there's like a weird thing of just oh, like man. they're all matronly, sexless women, or if they're trying to have sex, it's gross or comedic, and we get a really raw deal.
0: And so yeah, and and even if you widen your definition of pleasure i mean the same the same answers would still apply mm-hmm. it's all a joke yeah we're not we're not supposed yeah. to be happy and that's what the media kind of tells you you're not supposed to be happy eating eating a dinner that you prepared for yourself you're not supposed to be happy reading a juicy romance novel you're not supposed to be happy yeah. doing shit walking down the street Nope. in a nice outfit or
3: say you go to the gym oh. on tv and it's still, uh. it's still a joke it's still a joke, still a joke, still a joke. yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm sorry so, that was a debbie downer answer yeah
0: no no, no, it, was no it was real. an honest one it was an honest one Yes, we appreciate it um you, and so speaking of romance novels and stuff like that, you mentioned fat fiction in an episode of Bad Fat Broads. So I want to know more about that. What is fat fiction? Um, can you give us a couple of examples that, you know, listeners can check um, out?
3: I'm going to broaden the definition of fiction because we don't say the mediums. So I'm going to broaden it to include anything that kind of has a fat character. As the focus mm. off the mm-hmm. top of my head, I can think of my, ma- my mad fat diary, which I have not watched because everybody, literally everybody has said it puts them squarely in their feelings. And I don't have time for that.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, it's good. It's good. But it, yeah, it does. Um, um, in your feelings. Didn't that just
3: come to Hulu? Huh? Yeah, it did. It did. I think so. Um, okay. There's the comic book Faith which seems to be really well received by a lot of people. There is a book, which I pre-ordered on Amazon. It's about to come out in paperback called diet land. And I've heard that that's really good. Um, but just sort of any character where the central, any sort of, any sort of f- fiction where the characters, the central character fat and it's not focused on a weight loss narrative because my first like, memory of reading a book about a quote fat character was Bridget Jones's diary. And it's funny Mm -hmm. because in the book she's coded as huge, but then in the movie you see she's played by Mm -hmm. a slightly heavy Renee Zellweger. And then the whole point of the book is basically she hates how fat she is and her life gets better once she becomes slightly less fat. Hmm. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do any of these examples that you've uh, listed include That's women of the color? Other
3: thing. I am like struggling to think of anything like fat fiction where the main character is a fat person, fat, especially a fat woman of color, and I'm coming up dry because it feels like. For whatever reason, you can only discuss one thing at a time. And if you try Mm -hmm. and cover more than one, people can't handle it.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, the only thing I can think of is Rebecca Weatherspoon's Fit Trilogy. That's the only thing I can think of right now.
0: Hmm. Interesting. So, um...
1: You probably mm-hmm. talked
0: about this on, um, maybe the one episode that I haven't <laughs> listened to yet. But um, what is what was um, the bad fat broad's take on Ebony magazine's body brigade? Um, oh boy! Mm-hmm. It, it
3: it was interest. Okay, because yeah, take your time. It was interesting. It, I don't. Hate the cover. I actually never bothered to read the entire um, article. I read the excerpt they posted on the website. And there was a lot of weird framing around the food that they were eating. And so I I took issue with that. I like the idea of the cover. My problem was is that, you know what, let me start by saying it was a good cover. It was nice to see, you know, plus-size women represented on the cover of a major magazine. Um, I appreciate the fact that they got a wide variety um, of representation in skin color, because that's something that Mm -hmm. plus-size-oriented media is having a problem with lately. Um, Mm -hmm. But having said all of that, and I have to say this because sometimes people like to run with things, I don't find fault with the people who chose to participate. I find fault with Ebony yes. for not doing a better job of representing uh, size diversity and body shape diversity. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. It's very telling that they picked bodies that were are all still ultimately easily sexual, sexualized. Like, it's... Uh. If you pick a bunch of hourglass and pear-shaped women, it's just their experiences are not going to be the same as women who, you know, don't have that body shape or women who are over a size 20 or whatever. Because I'm willing to bet that the cover topped out at like an eighteen twenty, which in, in the big scheme of things yep. is actually mm. not all that fat.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's what so I said. So it, yeah. it's
3: good, but... But, and I also, I, I do take issue, I'll be honest, I take issue with one of the cover choices. Um, this last year, that one of the people like put out a clothing line, and the clothing line stopped at like a size 12. And I'm like, now that it's convenient for you to cash a check and rep being plus size, here you are. But a moment ago, you weren't exactly living that truth. And I I take issue with that. (laughs) Oh, man. Is that too much?
2: No.
1: No. No. I mean, I I I I might as well go ahead and say it. You said it's For whatever reason, it's
3: it's been completely scrubbed from the internet. But Chrisette Michelle had a clothing line. And it was for curvy girls. Curvy And you know how people like to play fast and loose with the definition of curvy because, I mean, it's not a size. It is technically a body shape, but people like to use it to refer to plus sizes because to soften the blow or whatever. But the line was for curvy girls, and it stopped at like a size 12. And she did not respond very well to criticism about that. But now that you're out here, you're ready to be part of the body brigade because... I don't know. A plus B equals C, something like that.
1: <laughs>
3: and I, I don't fall. I don't. I don't oh. dispute that people can change their minds. It's just.
1: Minds. Yeah.
3: I wish Ebony had done their due diligence and maybe gone past like the first page in Google when searching plus size black women.
1: That's <laughs> uh, yeah. No, this is good. This is yeah. good.
3: So yeah. I think it's. I think okay. I'll also say this. Right around the time that cover came out, a beautiful picture of Gabrielle Deshayes came out in V Magazine, and she was like in a piece of lingerie. Mm-hmm. And, was, like, and just the contrast just, oh, within the yes. same, like within one forty-eight hour span, the responses, like on Twitter alone, to the two pictures were so vastly different. And it was just, ups- it was honestly upsetting to watch. I mean, for weeks afterward, I had people jumping in my mentions about, you know, how Gabri's picture was not okay. How was not okay. And how the other picture
0: was. Because uh. it's okay to be fat, but not right. too fat, right? And
3: not too dark yeah. and fat. There's even a nice little, like, bingo card you can play. I think we have it on the website Yeah, for responses to pictures of black women on the internet.
2: Wait, is this the picture, the one with her? She's got uh-huh. the braids. Uh-huh. Oh, man. man. Yeah,
3: I love that picture because I, I, I see yeah. myself when I look at that picture.
2: It's gorgeous. I love, oh, she just looks so cute in that. and just I just love the way she's posed, too. And, and yeah, she's wearing lingerie. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm i'm what was the
0: problem?
3: Well, you you know what the problem okay. was, uh? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah.
0: I think people really have a problem with her because no matter what they think about her aesthetics, she right. knows she's beautiful. Yeah. And they really have a problem with her believing that she's beautiful. They
3: they can't. Oh Lord!
0: I think. And mm-hmm. then the way she claps so, back
2: at
3: all. Yes, that. I love it. I love it.
2: I live for her. I love it. Yeah. Keep making a magic. Keep gagging. catching them chats. <laughs> yep. That's exactly what she'll say. She
3: stays
0: yes. working,
1: don't she? Yep.
0: Yes. She stays working. She Best stays. That's
1: revenge
0: with the is okay. your paper. <laughs> uh, yes, it is. <laughs> um so uh, what kind of work are other black women doing in the fat positivity movement uh, that people need to know about? Um is that the right name yeah, for yeah. it? Yeah. What what would you call you it? You can
3: call it that. I am I'm in a weird I feel like personally I'm in a weird position where I tend to probably give a lot more credit to plus-size fashion blogging as fat activism than I should. But I think Mm -hmm. it's really worth noting that, like, a lot of organizers and big media people on that side are black women. Like, the person who runs Fat Fashion Mm -hmm. Week is a a black woman. And I think that's, yes, it's still fashion-oriented, but it's still a statement. One that I may not always agree with all the time, but I believe that visibility Mm -hmm. is a statement, a political statement. A statement. Um, Mm -hmm. I think fashion blogging A lot of black women doing that Um, There is I don't know if y'all have seen it I think it was on Instagram She's a black femme And she posted like a two pictures of herself side by side before and after picture. And she, um, they, I'm sorry, look exactly the same in both pictures. And they wrote like a really great thing about Mm -hmm. sort of the tyranny of before and after pictures. And I think they also have a column online. I'll find it and send you, send y'all the link and maybe you can share it. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: (laughs) Yeah. 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 I was, I was wondering as an addendum to that, Do you see, because I'm seeing a lot more, uh, you know, just in some mainstream spaces about things about, you know, fat positivity, you know, fat fashion and things like that. Are you seeing that black women and maybe other women of color are kind of getting pushed to the pushed aside into the background once once it starts getting mainstream or now that the mainstream is kind of picking up on it. Oh
3: yeah, that is definitely what has happened. Casey on our podcast coined it as Mm. the gentrification of body positivity or fat activism, fat acceptance. And Ah. I've Mm. been fat all my life. And I remember when I was younger, the few instances I saw of women who were not then, like, openly loving their bodies or doing anything like that, all those women were either black or women of other, you know, women of color. I I never saw white women, like, at the forefront of doing those things. And it's just weird now, like, everybody you see who's important, quote-unquote, in plus— Is like white Like Ashley Graham Is on the cover Ashley Graham Wouldn't be on the cover Of Sports Illustrated If she was black She also wouldn't be there If she wasn't You know Shaped the way she was And the size she is Or like Um Most Uh You have plus size websites Where There's not a single model Of color On their page, which is really weird because I remember looking at Lane Bryant when I was younger, like Ashley Stewart, places like that. All the models were women of color. Mm -hmm. So we definitely have a thing going on now where now that it's becoming trendier and accepted and picked up by the mainstream media, like all the icons and all the voices, if if you're letting the mainstream media call it, are all women who are white or are in proximity to whiteness.
0: Hmm. Um. So what? Besides the whitewashing, what are the most pres- pressing issues for um fat black women within uh, this movement? <laughs> I mean, this would be this would this is My just your opinion.
3: opinion. Oh boy. Okay. I think that within the movement. There is still a lot of um, racism, to be honest. Um, We have a problem sometimes amplifying certain voices over others. There is a problem, I guess, intersectionality in general. And that goes for everybody, not just fat black women the more other things you have going on in addition to being fat, the more likely you are to be pushed to the side. Um, and that's a big problem because, you know, there's not just size and race and gender. There's, there's a whole host of other things that tie into being fat and those voices deserve to be heard. Um, because I know as it stands, I have a relative level of privilege I, I'm, you know, I'm decidedly fat, but I'm I'm small fat. I, I am not dark, and that's a that's a color colorism is a big problem in like fat activism and plus size fashion. And that's not a pop that's not a popular sentiment wow. to acknowledge because it sounds like you're trying trying to detract from people's accomplishments and success and work, and it's not. It's okay to point out that hey, there are some benefits to looking a certain way. Um, so there's those things. I've lost my train of thought. Oh my god!
1: <laughs> no, it's okay. No, go it's all right okay. Ahead. Um, Keep going.
3: So okay, big problems: the racism, the colorism, the we're still battling the idea that that black women have it easier being fat. Yes. And, yeah, that and honestly, I want to pop yeah. people in the mouth when they say that because it's decidedly not true.
2: Yeah, I'm going to need you to talk with Maria. She did a panel at WISCON last year about fat acceptance. Uh, I know th- another panelist was the Rotund and there were like two other older uh, white yes. women on that panel you you have to talk to Maria about that. Maybe even see if she'll come on your show about it because it was just so interesting to see those dynamics play out because, like, the the two older white women, they were formerly fat. So they weren't fat, like, at that moment in time.
1: Wait.
2: And so, like, one of them...
1: Uh, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Let
2: so me. one of the... Yeah it was it was kind of a mess, <laughs> and so one of the one of the women I think she was moderating i mean she's talking first about you know, oh, I wrote this book about things and the book is like thirty years old, and the rotund she's keep pointing out like all of the things wrong with that book, and at one point she's even like I was you know really you know unhappy and you know doing whatever it is until I met you know this community of black women. And they took me oh, in, and you know, I'm like, oh, my God, no, she did not oh do yes. this. And just that whole, and it just kind of, you know, like you said, plays into that whole thing, what, fat black women have it easier, because, you know, the black communities accept, you know, quote, unquote, accept, you know, fat, you know, black women, and I'm like, You're not black. You don't really know this. No.
3: And I think people (laughs) who are on the outside confuse, they can, there's a couple of things going on here. They see acceptance of curvier bodies that are not necessarily fat. So that's one. Then they also don't realize the attention. I'm going to be just real here. They don't realize the attention that they get from black men in their fat bodies. Also has to do with the fact that mm-hmm. they aren't black or they're yeah. white, yes,
0: yeah yes. Yes. there's a difference between um you know loving a fat ass and actually loving a fat, fat
3: person. Yeah. person oh yes, yeah we We've had an issue with someone really, really visible in the plus size community um saying that that they black men love them, and that did that didn't go over well, but nothing was ever done about it so.
2: mm. yeah, that's, oh, mm. that's i'm like i can't can't tell you cannot tell white women how problematic baby got back is. No. Like when you say little in little in the middle, but got much back, that's not an appreciation no. of a fat woman. That's just fetishizing her
1: ass. Right.
3: I, I learned very and, quickly that that was not actually about me at all. Yeah. And it, it ties back into that whole, you know, difference in reception between the body brigade and Gabby's picture in V Magazine. Yeah. But people, yes.
0: you know, assume it's all one experience and it's not. Assume it's all one experience and it's yeah. not. All right. Um, so is there a difference between body positivity and fat positivity? <laughs> um, <laughs> like, can body positivity be something within fat positivity or... The other way around or should there be two different things
3: this is two a different really ideas unpopular sentiment unpopular body, positivity body positivity is, body watered, positivity down is watered, down watered down fat activism it's watered down and, watered and down safe for capitalism safe for whiteness safe for, whiteness, safe for you know safe basically it it's about making the people who are least oppressed in this context feel better about themselves.
1: Mm. Okay.
0: Oh, so this is basically, body positivity is a safe thing that kind of yeah, includes skinny the,
3: people? and I, I want to emphasize, I understand that everybody, especially all women, are oppressed regarding, you know, the matter of bodies. Like, there's a lot of troubling imagery, um, and it, it, it affects all of us. But you being told, a hypothetical you being told to eat a sandwich is not the same as institutionalized discrimination that I face for my body. And so when you – body positivity smushes all of those issues into a flat thing where it's all the same mm. – And it's just not doing anybody any good. Everybody the goal of I I genuinely believe if like fat people are liberated. Everybody has the potential to be liberated because the fear of fat is no longer an issue. So you don't have to worry about, you know, the size eight who has a little bit of extra tummy in the middle needing to proclaim that she's still beautiful too because there's no reason because obviously basically what you're pushing it back against is i'm not fat i'm beautiful that's what body positivity is i appreciate the idealized interpretation of it where it includes people who are in quote non-normative bodies but very rarely does it actively like play out like that it just becomes people like lena dunham taking their shirt off and being celebrated for it or Amy Schumer yelling that she can catch all the dicks at 160 pounds until everybody wants to be fat until it's time to be fat Well, and that's body positivity in a nutshell and I feel bad that people people want to say claim body positivity because it is less threatening hmm hmm I yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I I I I guess I'm kind of like a hardline person about that. <laughs> I am. I militant. am militant. That's good. Yeah. I like it. <laughs>
0: I am well known for being unreasonable. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah. right. So when you're not um screaming on the internet and uh, uh Engaging in fat activism. What do you do, Ariel? What do you do for fun? (laughs) I
3: sleep. No. I am a big video gamer. I don't talk Ah. about that a lot because I find a lot of people that share my hobby, especially like the specific games I like to play, are usually terrible people. Um. I am really big into, like, the uh, traditional cutesy anime RPG games, oh. and more often than not, people with those avatars are the ones that are in my mentions harassing me. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. It's really weird, so I'm just like... And I, I also had this feeling of, like, con- my authority being challenged on my hobby, and I hate that I, how I took this fun question and made it into, like, a thing. <laughs> but I, I feel like I'm not being taken seriously when I go try and buy a game or talk about a game. So I just... But, yeah, I'm a big gamer. I love handhelds. Um, right now, I am playing the Mario and Luigi game that just came out on the 3DS. But I think I'm about to switch to something oh. I just I got an original PSP game in the year of Ariana 2016 the PSP has <laughs> the PSP has been dead for about what three four years now the Vita's dead already damn it but somebody, yeah.
1: like,
3: somebody special printed a game and I'm like I have to have that it has anime titties Full disclosure, I love anime titties. The bigger, the better.
0: Oh, God. Are those the ones that move irrespective yes. of physics and yes. Uh, gravity? <laughs> yes. Okay. It's okay. Uh. That's <laughs> awesome. But, yeah, we 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 talked to Tanya DePass, who um, started yes. I, Di- I Need Diverse Games. But she says there's a whole bunch of people that are gamers that people wouldn't consider gamers because they don't play, you know, Call of Duty. Which is just
3: ridiculous to me because I have a friend who won't summon him by saying his name. But (laughs) Madden is, I mean, well, Call of Duty is basically like... Madden football with guns, like to me, that is like the lowest. If oh. I, because I am a snob, to me that is the lowest
1: threshold
3: <laughs> for gaming. Not not playing, you know, Candy Crush on your phone. But the only if the only games you buy all year round are Madden and Call of Duty. I don't consider you a real gamer. You are not my people. <laughs> <Challenge>. <laughs> um.
2: Strong
3: opinions.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I also noticed Uh-oh.
1: that you
3: live tweet wrestling sometimes,
2: too. I
1: do.
3: I love big men. <clears throat> and I love Oh,
1: okay. I love it when they
3: grapple each other. And they're all oiled up. <laughs> Daddy Reigns! <laughs> I like you. I like I you. Like you. <laughs> we've, we've got a lot in common
2: <laughs> about liking big men and watching them grapple oh, each yeah. other. because That's always a good oh, thing. Yeah.
3: Um, I, I really enjoy watching (laughs) Lucha Underground on El Rey. Um, Uh I watch Monday Night Raw, but it's weird. It feels like a job to me. And Mm -hmm. I guess that's a sentiment that's shared by people who have been watching for years. I just started watching. It'll be almost a, it'll be a year in June that I've really started watching wrestling. And I watch it, but it almost feels like an obligation, but I don't hate it enough to check out, and also Roman Reigns. Uh, I just want to emphasize Roman Reigns. Oh,
2: Oh my God. Okay, yeah. Yeah. That's
3: all you had to say.
2: Exactly. (laughs) That was it.
3: But Lucha Underground is a nice like, little fun hour of TV, and you sit down, you watch it for an hour, and you're like, oh, wow, that was fun. I didn't realize it. And you look—it's like the, the contrast with watching Raw. You watch it for an hour, and you're like, "Oh my God, there's still two more hours of this."
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that could feel yeah. like a job. Yeah.
3: Um, what else do I do for spare fun time, spare stuff? Um, I like to shop. I have a touch of the shopping problem. Shoes, clothes, accessories, treat yourself.
1: Shoes,
0: clothes, <laughs> accessories, treat yourself. Okay. Um, that sounds well rounded. Um, <laughs> all right. So, uh, where can listeners get more of Let's you see. online? Um, you
3: can find me on Twitter at kiddo true. Uh, what else? I guess the com. That's where the podcast is. Where else? Oh, God. Um, I'll be writing for the Lingerie Addict starting in, <laughs> 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 starting in May. I'm, it's looking like my column will, or my post will go up on the 15th of every month. I'll be doing things like reviewing bras, panties. Expect there's already a post up on the website if you want to go look. You can see me and my underwear on the internet if you want to do that. <laughs> yes.
0: Yes, we've yes we have we've seen that we talked about it on the show.
1: Hey
3: <laughs>
0: hey. hey hey girl. Hey. hey.
3: Yes. So will, we're gonna get more of more that. We're we
0: gonna get more pictures yes. of you and skimpy stuff.
3: Yes. Hey. My personal tastes tend to run hey. a bit skimpy, a bit bondagey. So hopefully we'll be. That's,
0: that's just fun.
3: <laughs> I appreciate your support.
0: So don't get uh. mad if I'm all up in your DMs.
3: <laughs> you, you are the no, inspiration. Like Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put my titties in a stocking. One in each leg. Oh. Had to come back to that. Had
0: to come back to that. Those are almost, those are almost, those would be almost family yes. titties, though, you know. <laughs> the the feet of the house would just be yes. moving every which way. Bouncy, bouncy. Yeah, hey. <laughs>
3: uh, <laughs> and I also, um, I also wrote a post about um my feelings about sex criminals for women write about comics. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. Hey. Yeah,
2: you're going to have to send us a link to I will.
3: I'm, I'm all over yeah. the place. And by all over the place, I mean I don't have it together at all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's okay. We need yeah, Exactly. So, as you can see from our technical difficulties. Yeah. Um, but thank you so much for gracing our show with your presence. If you want to hang out and uh, while we uh Yes, close-
3: please. I will make some more jokes about tits. Thank y'all, oh, right. thank y'all so much oh, well. for having me on, though, like, I hope I didn't, like, bore you to death with stern no, fat activist no, lectures. This is really nice.
2: No. No. You spilled oh, the tea. Ah, shit. We are in trouble. It. We like, we like the spilling of the oh, tea. The shit. spilling of the tea is awesome. Yes.
0: You <laughs> like this. So... To Ariel, kiddo, true, we give you a, a,
1: Yay! Squee- Yay! <laughs> Yay!
0: <laughs> uh, and now we're going to move from our main topic, which has been Ariel. And we're going to quickly get into a few things that can catch the fade. Uh, so from happy, happy, fun time to Punch a motherfucker in the face yes. time. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Alright. Alright, I have a word for these white fangirls who are making who are making uh, self insert fanfics in the Black Panther fandom. Stop. That's the word. Um Darcy, from the Thor movies, has no business in Wakanda. T'Challa is not checking for no white broads. Do you understand how many fine-ass women are probably throwing their panties at him on the daily in Wakanda? You make no sense. But there's this multi-chapter fic... That I've heard of on Tumblr. I have not read it for myself. But where this white woman has written that Darcy goes to Wakanda, becomes a queen, and T'Challa is all enamored of her, and I want to throw up. Really? That's how you enter into a new fandom? By injecting yourselves and making... putting putting yourselves at the top of the hierarchy and the fandom of most value? Really? That's not how you respect a fandom. That's not how you do it. And until you learn how to respect a fandom, I need y'all to leave Wakanda alone. Leave it alone. It's not for y'all. So, y'all can catch the fade for that. God, that made that made me so mad. Anyway, we're very late on this, but this anti-trans bill in North Carolina can catch all of the fades. It's it's idiotic, illogical, based on fear, and just
2: let people pee. And just like I saw somebody, I saw like a headline today: "Stop using our children." For As an excuse for your hate shit That this has nothing to do With protecting children
0: This is all about you Wanting to look at other people's Genitals or something Or wanting to Check check people Who are different from you Who you suspect may be different from you It's just all about fear You don't understand So you want to legislate against it and you don't have the right. I just want to pee. And I mean I don't have time to be showing you my private. And I mean it's like nothing
2: there is absolutely no way you you would even know unless you are the one doing the looking. Right. You have to be the one you have to be the one violating somebody else to even know.
0: And they're saying they're saying, "Oh, we we want to prevent rapes because if I were trans, I would go into some some other bathroom and try to rape people." Right? That's you. You, so. you tell them on yourself exactly. That Is, like- it- Tell me if that's ever happened in real fucking life, and then maybe we can talk about this bill. But you can't. Also,
3: where is like the anti-rape?
0: You pulled it out of your
3: legislation. Like, where are the harsher penalties for cisgender heterosexual men who are actually going in bathrooms and raping one? Another?
0: Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Yep. Why is the um? What is it? The it's like five years before. <coughs> And, and you wait five years, and you can't prosecute somebody for rape. How, is that? How does that make sense when murder, the statute of limitations on murder, is like 25 years? I don't think there is a statute of limitations on murder. There is a of limitations on the oh, okay. See? <laughs> That's even worse. So, yeah, fuck this bill, and... Yay to everybody All of the musicians who Refuse to play there Um, I hope Adam Silver who is the commissioner Of the National Basketball Association I hope they uh, Decide not to hold Mm -hmm. The next all-star game there Because um, Yeah Y'all don't get nothing until you (coughs) You rethink this really Terrible bill (laughs) Um, so, North Carolina, and I'm just happy to say it's not Florida <laughs> this time, uh, but North Carolina, y'all can yep. catch the fade. Oh. do you want to do this <laughs> when I'm tired? Okay, catch the
2: fade. M.I.A., <gasps> please shut the fuck up. Please just shut the entire fuck up. You and other non-black people of color who are expecting black people to sit here and do all the work for you and, you know, go advocating all your causes, or whatever they may be, that have... mean I win.
0: Like, look. Constance Wu. I hate that. I love I'm, her, I'm so but... Old. Constance Wu. But that
2: hurts. But you, it did, that but hurt. you know what? i don't feel bad about not watching that show now anymore i just don't yeah but like look they had to bring the hashtag not your meal back i think uh, mickey kendall started that hashtag had to bring that back because Mm -hmm. look y'all don't seem to understand that there are risks that come with hyper visibility You know, the reason why all our issues get pushed to the front is because we actually do the work, okay? There is work to be done in there, and there is also danger in that work. Ask any, especially a black woman, especially black queer women, when they have made themselves visible for causes, they have received, like, death and rape threats. You know, some have actually mm-hmm. had physical harm come to them. People get arrested. <clears throat> Excuse me. People get arrested. Y'all don't want that shit to happen to you, but you still want, you know, the gains that come when change finally happens and that when, you know, these methods work. Well, you know what? Put your bodies on the line. Put your own fucking bodies on the line and then and stop complaining if we don't. Cause you and thing is though, we do stand beside you, when you start talking about your shit. We start promoting your stuff, you know. We'll get word out and stuff like that. But don't expect us to be sitting here doing every goddamn thing, okay? And it's like you know, um, a, f- a few uh, weeks ago on um, um, another round, there was a there was a black British lady, you know, talking about um, black Americans monopolize, you know. Black issues around the world. You know what? Talk to your media and, and ask why, you know, they don't talk about the local shit that y'all need to be talked about. Do the work. Don't expect us to keep doing every goddamn thing for you. Okay? We love y'all, you know? I love y'all. I, I want solidarity, you know, and all that shit. But you know what? I'm not doing it all by
0: myself. And I and I can't I can't see myself I can't be in solidarity with people who want to use my pain for their benefit or who want to spout anti-black shit at the same time that they're you know out of the other side of their mouth when they're um, trying to advocate for their okay. own people. No, you can't. You can't do both. That's not how solidarity works. And if I can't feel safe from anti anti black sentiments, then I can't be around you. I can't fuck with you. I would love to be in solidarity with yes. all people of color because we have more issues in common than we then not but one of the big issues that we we don't have in common is anti-blackness and until y'all deal with that that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I I can't and do I'll it. Just be, I can't I'll do be shady
3: it. Shady for a second. M I A has a lot in there talking about what you should be doing and who, what issues need to be brought to the forefront. That's a lot of talk from someone who's currently in bed with H and M, who is notorious for um, treating workers poorly in certain parts of the world, which I feel like you know might be of interest to her.
0: But
2: now, now never mind, punch up a Beyonce. Mic drop. <coughs> Mike just dropped. More
0: tea, yep. More tea spilled. Um, my cup runneth over. Um, but yeah, she used to be in bed with a millionaire, mill- billionaire. <sighs> but we don't want to talk about that anyway. Um, uh, she's had opportunities to put a message out there. She could have. Slipped in a message when she was dancing behind Madonna, uh, Madonna uh, mm-hmm. at the Super Bowl. Um, instead, she <coughs> chose to yep. raise her middle finger and uses. That's not a message. Had a the, you yeah. had a platform. You didn't use and she, it. And she's she uses never, our art form. She's never discussed how much. Uses our art form. She, yes, your videos could be a.
3: She never discussed how much traction she got when she first started her career from white dudes who were like really excited because she was exotic and pretty and rapping and a woman, but not black. She's never addressed that ever.
1: <clears throat>
3: I'm Patty. I'm sorry. Oh, well,
2: uh, nah, no, no, nah, no. That's true. So are we. But it's like, this um, said, but it's like somebody uh, said, don't act like you can't just be replaced by Senegal. Gold. <gasps> Because
3: you can't. Oh, yeah. I wonder how she feels about this. Because they they've been kind of
0: Yeah, that's what I'm... Tight. I'm pretty sure... Sh- yeah, yeah, I thought they were kind of Because cool. the, the songs yeah.
2: I know from M.I.A., listening to them, I'm pretty sure Senegal produced those anyway. Oh, yeah. Oh,
3: yeah.
2: I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so...
0: Well, a lot of her her first album was produced by yeah. that hip-hop producer, oh, really? Diplo. So, yeah, and they used to be... An item okay. too. Okay, um, they had a
2: falling out.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, she's been very hip hop adjacent um, for a while, and um, I mean, even her for her, the the videos for her first album took a lot from uh, Black yep. British culture yep. and um, yep. African culture. So, yeah, for her to say that is like a slap in the face. Just like Fresh Off the Boat is a slap on the face because that little boy loves hip hop and, Does uh. Does not seem to like it. Yet, yet the show. Black people very much. Yeah. The show. He's. Yeah. The show seems to love black, seems to love black culture wow. and hate black people. So. Yeah. I don't have time for any of that. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm losing I'm losing a lot of faves. Lost a lot of faves this week. Uh, so so she and all them other folks can catch the fade. Uh sorry, Constance. It's, it's it's, it's not exactly. it's not blackface when y'all do it. Exactly. Come on, words mean things. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Um okay. so, yeah, that could have been yeah. two hours, but, you know, we yeah. tryna, we trying to wrap this up. Um, Squeak Queens, real quick. Got to shout out Harriet Tubman Woo! again. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to get my Tubman's
1: I'm
2: going to live that long just <laughs> yeah. just so I can.
0: Yes, I just, yes. I got yeah. to hold on. Um, Nicole Bahari, just to get, you know, Always. <laughs> Call me, Mary. Um, tessa yes. thompson um squee and, yes. and protection
2: yeah. um, a protective a protective uh, circle
0: now yes yes um and we've never done this before but i have yes. to shout out one tiny little squeaking uh, My beloved Prince Prince Rogers Nelson has gone gone home. Um, I know. I'm sorry, he is my favorite musician. Period.
1: Yeah.
0: And say what you want. Yeah, he's been color struck. But, But he has always been partial to black girls and he's always been drawn to black girl magic. Um uh from Vanity to Nona Gay to big girls like Bonnie Boyer and Rosie Gaines um to older women like Patty LaBelle and Shaka Khan um uh to the new artists like Layla Hathaway, Lettucey, Janelle Monet. He's he's always loved him some black girls in his own flawed hey, way. Not to mention
2: <laughs> he has taken in a lot under his wing. Liz Warfield, Andy Allo, Judith Hill. Uh, I feel like I'm forgetting, you know, a few, but the third eye girl. Yeah, the Third Eye Girl project he was working with for the past couple of years. He has always, 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 always been there for black women. And I also have to...
1: Aaron Aaron Allen Allen King. King,
2: Thank you. That's who I was forgetting. And I'm always going to associate him with one of my all-time faves, Sheila E. Because when he fired his band, he fired everybody except her. She was out shit. Yep.
3: She's
0: shit And um, yeah,
2: like I've, I'm sitting here Trying you know <laughs> Trying not to cry right now I, I can't imagine how These other people who actually knew him Personally and got to work with them I can't imagine how they're feeling right now
1: And Patty
0: Patty Patty has watched all her Sisters <sighs> pass and now to see him pass too, I just yeah. oh penny mm-hmm. So so uh, good, good night, sweet prince. There I'm just I'm just gonna continue to live in yes. this music
2: because I still can't believe yeah, it. Yeah, that's all I can do right now. Yeah, I,
0: do, I, I will miss him and his shade. <laughs> <laughs> And his love of basketball, and his his, his license for humor. His style. Just that. He made androgyny. It's like Like
2: somebody said, you know, I, I forget who this was, but it's like just totally, well, black men have always kind of done this. This is, but I think the difference with him, he had MTV, just totally, you know, made you rethink what it meant to be a man. What it meant to be masculine. Yeah. And
0: and especially as a yeah. black man, and he went through hell for it. I'm sure. I mean, he's been the victim of homophobic, you know, comments and stuff because you know people say see you in a trench coat and some bikini thongs and they want to question your sexuality like um like one has yeah. anything to do with the and other he
2: still he always put it out there you know he made you made you deal with it he made you deal with it
0: and made it sexy yeah.
2: hell. i'm sorry i keep looking at the bat dance video and it's like there's just so much there that i'm just falling in love with again and
0: he even had f- a flawless matcha. Yes. Hair just yes. flowing. oh and, my, oh my god.
2: god, the passport picture.
3: <laughs> oh, that
1: is a good picture.
2: So the passport good. picture. <laughs> Everybody, like, oh my gosh. You. He, what? He, is, he was a vampire, y'all. <laughs> he was a vampire. <laughs> he was a vampire. That's all
0: I can say about that. I wish, I wish, I wish he was. We wouldn't. Then be. we wouldn't be talking about him I in know. the past tense.
1: I know. But. Yeah. <sighs>
0: okay. Um, this is supposed to be. Okay. Um, goodbye, dear prince. You are our one and only Squeaky.
2: The only. Only
0: Squeaky. <sighs> All right. Okay, we need to move on to something happier, and what's happier than dick? (laughs) Yeah. That's right, y'all. It's time for uh, our most popular segment this week in that print. And our nominee this time is one Mm Stephen Yun, star of The Walking Dead, um just fine-ass human individual um stephen was born in seoul south korea as the son of an architect his family moved from seoul to regina saskatchewan and then to michigan so if you see him in detroit tigers hats or any kind of detroit teams hats that's why he's from michigan um he has a bachelor's degree in psychology. <laughs> hey, we go together. Um, <laughs> um, that he's not using because he wanted to become an actor. Um, he also has a younger brother. This so, you hey, uh, you know, if you can't. Yeah. If you look as good as your brother, yeah, you know, mommy. what's up? Call <laughs> <Tommy>, 202. Uh, <laughs> um, and uh, he's... Got a lot of projects coming up Um, He's going to be The voice of Tony Chu Who is the main character In a series of comic books called Chu And uh, there's going to be An animated version of the comic uh, Coming out and he's going to Be the main character Or the voice for the main character And he just signed on For the follow up To Bong Joon Joon Ho's Snowpiercer um, it's called ok- um, Okja. No. Uh And uh, it's going to be yeah. on Netflix I don't in know 2017. How you say it, but I'm
1: watch so, it.
0: <laughs> basically, because I loved Snowpiercer. And um, yeah, and Steven's going to be in this, yeah. and I love this too. So, all signs, point to- <sighs> all signs point to him being the one that got the bat. Right now, which is sad. You know what? Thing is, I don't. I don't. don't, Yeah.
2: If he's got, I don't watch Walking Dead anyway. So, I mean, I don't want him to die because you know it's just good to see him represented on a genre show. And when I was watching the show, considering the trajectory his character went through, that you know he was he was he was a great a really good character. You know, he was such a full, well rounded character. You know. Complex and everything. I mean, I still love that episode. Governor had him tied to a chair and put a walker in the um, room with him, and he managed. He managed he got to get the living fuck out of that <laughs> out of that uh, walker while he was tied to the chair. Ooh. Yep. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, girl, it was good. Yeah. It was good. Then let out that growl at the end, you know, just ah. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm like,
1: all right, Glenn! Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Here's the panties. Yep. Here are the
0: panties. Um. Yep. Uh. So. I mean, it's fucked up if they kill their only Asian. Yeah. Actor and yeah. character on the show. Especially if it's done if he's fridged to further his white wife on the show's character. That's all types of wrong. Um but whatever happens at least we'll be able to see him in other things that will hopefully treat him better. And hey if hey, Mr. Ho, if you want him to get naked you know, I will, we will not, not
2: object. We won't object to protest. that at all. In fact, you know, we will pay we'll
0: At pay least extra. get a shirt off. <coughs>
2: we'll pay extra you know, just to see that. You
0: know. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I'll put five on it. Take a shirt off. Take a shirt off. Let us see let's let's see that print for real. Let's see that print yes. for
1: real. Um No, we
0: really are. I am
1: uh, here for it. it. And this is where
0: we (laughs) express it. Yeah. This is where we express it. So, um, Stephen Yun, you are the next contestant in uh, This Weekend at Print, and we thank you for your beauty and your cheekbones and uh, for that growl and uh, just everything you are. (laughs) Yeah.
1: All right now.
2: All right, today's womanist vocab word is bodily autonomy. Ooh, bodily (laughs) bodily autonomy simply means that people have a right to do whatever they want with their own bodies. This concept comes up in various aspects of feminism, including size acceptance, reproductive rights, and sex work in many instances, body autonomy goes against respectability politics in that it accepts that bodies are allowed to exist in any state. Bodily autonomy.
3: Yes! On topic!
2: (laughs) 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 And I almost forgot it too. (laughs) I totally almost forgot what this will cap this week. That's
1: right.
0: (laughs) Sometimes we can coordinate Sometimes we're all yes. coordinated and shit. Um, yes. Black girl commandments. Thou shalt not body shame anyone, yes. especially not yourself. Yes. Um, yes. So once again, you can holler at us at Black Girl Squee on Twitter. Individually, uh, Inda is at Inda's Corner. I'm at Dust Daughter. Our Tumblr is blackgirlsquee.tumblr.com. Our email is blackgirlsquee at gmail.com. We're on iTunes, and we'll have that link in the show notes. And uh, you can find our podcast feed, uh, blackgirlsquee.podomatic.com. So, um, again, we want to thank our guest, Ariel. Thank you all so much. Thank you so much. This was Uh, fun. Yes, it was. It was because of you. So, um... You can find her, again, at Kiddo True on Twitter. Uh, She's also one half of the wonderful podcast, Mm -hmm. Bad Fat Broads. Their Twitter is at Bad Fat Broads, and their website is BadFatBrods.com. Oh, forgot to
2: mention, uh, we're also on Google Play now. Mm -hmm.
0: Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh yes, yeah, so yeah now I gotta find All that. Right. Thanks, End. Uh, <laughs>
2: Sorry. But we're on Google Play now. No find problem. our show. No, that's good. We're
0: also there. Yes. Yes. Uh if they let you write a review, <laughs> right. do that. Uh damn, now I gotta check <laughs> that. Okay. Um this is more work. Um <laughs> but um thank you again to Ariel. Thank you, Inda, and um Two hundred pounds, three hundred pounds, pounds. it pounds.